This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. My guest is Mike Rumble. He is a grocery store worker from Welland, Ontario, Canada. He's working on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic, and he likes Kratom. And he's also a video game streamer, and we like talking to him. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rumble. How's uh, everything going, lockdown going in uh, Welland, Ontario? Oh, God. It's like anything else, you know, like, it, because I'm a grocery worker. Oh, yeah. I, I'm in it every freaking day, so, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Some days you get the, the absolute jerks of the world, and then other days you get real nice people, so, yeah, it, it's... It's pretty stressful. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but you're on the front lines there. Good. So, uh, is that where you're from originally? Yeah, born and born and raised. Unfortunately. <laughs> the, my first question is: uh, Is kratom legal in Canada? No. <laughs> it's like it's a gray area when it comes to kratom in Canada, um, because uh, Health Canada and the Canadian. Drug and Food Administration, whatever you want to call them, the CNIF, I believe, is what their name is. Okay. Um, it's it's not legal for consumption, so you can't sell it in pill form. You can't sell it saying it's for tea. You can't say any of that, but you can sell it for any other usage. So it, it's not considered a health product per se. But okay. You can you can sell it like aromatherapy. They say you know the usual stuff that we're used to seeing as users of kratom, that it, aromatherapy things like that come mm-hmm. up all the time. You don't see it in pill form. <laughs> You're not supposed to be taking it according no no ingesting. Okay. You can't sell it saying that. But you can still buy it there. Oh yeah, it's really okay. easy to buy. Um, there's like it's strict rules. I think we have the same rules in the United uh, United States and Canada have the same rules when importing it. It has to go through certain um, uh, legal documentation. You have to go through it all and say, oh, we know the weight, we know where it was um, brought in from, what methods were used to package it. All that stuff has to be done, and then as sellers they still have to go through all the strict rules i don't know if it's the same in the states for this but uh when they grind it they have to say how it was gra- ground down what was used was it tested for any metals things like that so yeah it, it's those all have to be followed just in case of ingestion <laughs> yeah that we don't have that here i mean right now it's basically legal to sell but you can't sell it for consumption i've been watching some of it uh, in the states, because it's more—it's more of an active conversation in the states. I've noticed than it is in Canada. We're pretty quiet up here about things like that. It's all hush hush in the background yeah. until it needs to be talked about. But in the states, it seems very upfront. You know, you have several people. Like I've got several people I follow on Twitter who are going to every one of these uh, court cases and they're little behind the scenes uh, talks with legislation and stuff. So I'm seeing that and it's hopeful for me sometimes because it get, it'll get slowed down in the banning of it because that's what seems to be the talk is they're always trying to ban it and then a group gets together and shuts it down a little bit, slows it down a little bit. So. Yeah. So there's no yeah. there's no Canadian Kratom Association? Nah. Uh, really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's enough of us who talk to 
get information out. Like I, I work with my doctor directly when he, cause they always ask you on forums when you go to a doctor, what are you taking? So, you know, me, I'm on blood pressure pills. I'm on this. And then I put Kratom in the list every time. I'm yeah. like, you need to know I'm taking this Yeah. so that if something weird happens, they can go, okay, well, was this part of it? And like, I, I talk to my doctor about it all the time, what it's doing for me more than what it's not doing. You know, yeah. like, I'll bring up if I'm having a side effect. Like I just recently cycled off of it because my, um, uh, my tolerance was getting too high uh -huh. so I, I cycle off of it every now and then so i can get that down and then bring it back up like where i can i don't have to take so much to get the the effect that i'm getting from it so uh i just cycled off of it i'm going back on and i'll be right back to square one but i let him know when i'm doing that because he'll see my blood pressure all of a sudden rise and he's like oh so the kratom is bringing your blood pressure down i'm like yeah like it helps a lot for that that's why i find it funny when i read reports saying that it raises blood pressure i'm like what you said okay you're cycling off and that seems to be kind of a tough thing i saw this on twitter too um mm -hmm. a lot a lot of people say you know i don't have any withdrawals but for you it's kind of like first of all why do you even take kratom in the first place um it's i'm high anxiety uh a lot of voices, a lot of voices. I, I mean, that's how I describe anxiety to people is it's a lot of voices yelling at you to do certain things and you're trying to do the right thing constantly. And so with Kratom, it shuts down the voices that make no sense. Like, dude, just do it. You know, that yeah, yeah, voice, the yeah. guy, you're like, shut up, dude. Like, why are you even in this conversation? It's, you know, the ones that make sense are like, you don't need to worry about this right now. Let's work on the project at hand kind of thing. Yeah. It kind of focuses it all for you and yeah that's what it does for me and physically what it does because with uh, a lot of anxiety is you get the pit or the stress the pit that forms in your chest you yeah feel it it's like something heavy on you and when i take kratom that goes away and i, I can feel it melt away every time and that the first time i ever took it and i felt that i was like i get it yeah i now understand and from somebody who's like i don't have like a huge amount of problems like i'm always impressed by veterans and people who are suffering who take it and get the effect i can appreciate them even more because for what it does for me was nothing like i'm i'm not suffering in the same manner like yeah my anxiety is really high and stress is high but they've got stuff like yeah you yeah know, a war vet tells you their story and it's like wow i can see why you take it like you need this to calm you and get you in the right mindset so, yeah or suffers from uh, even opiates and stuff like that they come on this and it gets them off of those and this is so much easier to come off of like when i say cycle off the withdrawal effects are like three days and they're nothing it's a joke like i like coffee was harder to get off to be honest yeah it's yeah harder to get off than this so i always i laugh when i read those oh it's an addicting or addicting uh, thing and i'm like it's more of a dependence thing like you can become dependent i could understand that because you want to feel good you want to be normal is normal yeah and yeah that i can get i understand that but saying it's addicting <laughs> i think we need to change the verbiage on that <laughs> yeah i mean i think for most people it is kind of like a coffee like oh well i want to have some but and it, it you know i kind of feel like having some but it's not like like People I've talked to that are addicted to opiates or heroin say, if I don't have any for 12 hours, I get violently sick. And oh, yeah. That, that's a withdrawal. It's not in, like, yeah. people coming off alcohol sometimes have 
delirium tremens and hallucinations, and it's all it could be even more deadly than oh, yeah, opiate. Absolutely. It's that's <laughs> it's nothing like uh, having to go off kratom, as far as I can tell. I mean, yeah, yeah, I have yet to hear anybody coming coming off kratom uh, having anything so bad that it takes them out of commission. That's yeah, you get a little headache sometimes. And you yeah, kind yeah. of feel nauseous a little bit, but it's one to two days of that at the most. Yeah, like yeah. That, and it's nothing. It's really nothing. Like I said, coffee was harder. Like, I felt sick trying to come off coffee for a little bit. I couldn't believe it. I was like, coffee. This is coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's acceptable. And here I am. I'm, I feel like I'm out of commission. So it's just, it's strange. <laughs> yeah. And so when, when did you first hear about Kratom? I want to say it was... Around 2017, I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had Chris Bell on. Yeah. Because um, that was the first time I had heard the word more than once in a, in a conversation. Like yeah. Before, it was kind of in passing. And this time, he brought it up, and he, he brought it home because he, he was suffering from opiate addiction uh, due, due to his hip injuries and his knee injuries and all that stuff. Yeah. And he he was more bringing it home about his stress and anxiety he was feeling uh, in his life and he was taking it and it was helping a lot so he brought up his um documentary he was working on a leaf of faith, leaf of faith yeah and i said eh, i'm gonna watch it so i watched it and that i found that what i enjoyed about that the most was it was it wasn't biased in any way it was very you either are on board or you're not you know like there's the bad and, and then the good and whatever you take you do with what you got to do and i enjoyed that that viewpoint to the point where i started researching and then i started trying to find reputable uh distributors that i could buy from and then yeah dove in that year especially since my blood pressure had just become a problem for me um i was suffering from like sleep problems i just could not sleep worth of beans you know, it was just all kinds of things adding up. I was like, I need help, and I do not want pharmaceuticals because everything you read about pharmaceuticals, a lot of times, just it's not good. It's yeah. not good. So, like, especially you know, like now, I'm on, I'm even on a cholesterol pill, and I want to get off. Yeah, kratom you know, ain't gonna solve that problem, but you know, getting my stress levels and all those things down makes makes it easier for me to do the things I need to do to get yeah. the cholesterol down. So, do you have any? Uh, do you have preferred kratom strains? I, the more I try, the more I'm sticking with uh, the green Mangda. Yeah, like that seems to be the one that does it all. It's a nice, all-encompassing one. Yeah. Um, I I with the company that I I purchase from, they have super strains, so they test the alkaline level of which one's higher, and I always buy supers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The higher the alkaline, the the better the effect. Yeah. You so, but yeah, Mangda seems Mangda seems to be the one that covers all my bases but i like to go into the valleys every now and then uh mm. you know it, it's mangda is the one though i think i that's the one i'll go to every time if i really need the effect i need so how do you prepare it uh first i was doing teas yeah you know the taste the taste is not the greatest so it got it was hard to really swallow i mean i was really good at the effect is worth it yeah yeah <laughs> so it was worth it and then i was like you know i'm just i, I gotta change it up so now i'm capsule um, okay. That's why I chose the company that I'm working with now because they test the crap out of their stuff, so I'm not getting any harsh metals or anything like that in my product. So I'm okay with putting them in capsules. I put them in capsules. I take about four grams, I think it is, 
at my highest. Yeah. If I'm constantly at four grams, then I start to say it's time to cycle off if I'm not feeling it anymore. Because uh-huh. I don't want to really want to go much higher than four grams, in my opinion. That's just me, because there is no recommended dose, obviously. Yeah. So that's when I start feeling a good effect is around uh, between three and four grams. I can feel it. Yeah. It feels good. So anything beyond that, I think it's just too much. I. Uh, yeah, that's about, it's all capsules. Um, I did try just spooning it in. That's the worst. <laughs> but, you know, the the, the wash, I, I just couldn't do it. And then I, yeah, tea, then now capsule, because it's just quicker. Do you, uh, and how much do you, do you take on an average day? On an average, it'd probably just be the one set of four grams. I usually take it just before I go into work, because, of course, that's where I'm going to feel the most stress and anxiety. So I'll take it about four grams, and then that'll be it for the day. Sometimes I'll I'll do a little bit more, maybe two or three grams in the afternoon before yeah. bed or something, just to help relax before going to bed. So have you experienced any side effects, bad side effects with Kratom at all? Or any mild ones? No, nothing. See, nothing really comes on and i think uh if i had to pick one it was like um dehydration seems to be a thing yeah uh, i find that i dehydrate quicker uh, but i also found a benefit to drinking water while on kratom because the more you drink the longer the effect stays <laughs> it was oh, just really? something i noticed so if you feel like it's dying off and you get a good like glass of water in you it seems to like come right back it's, yeah I don't yeah know how, what's happening there but I feel that, and I'm like, okay, there's a benefit to drinking water again. I'm hydrating again, so maybe the other side effect every now and then. Not so much since I've been taking in capsule form, but before was I would get an upset stomach a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think that came mostly because your stomach's full of powder all of a sudden, and it just doesn't go well in there. It's like cement in there. You you take CBD, too? I tried it. And yeah. I found it actually did not work as well as I wanted it to. Like okay. I say, I, I, it worked, but I, the cost and how many you had to take to, in order to get the same effect that you get from Kratom wasn't worth it. I was, this doesn't make any sense to do this anymore, so I stuck with Kratom, obviously. And the effect would be like an anti-anxiety yeah, that's yeah. mostly what you're. That's all you're gonna get from a CBD. Like if people say pain relief, but I never really got pain from pain relief from it. Yeah, because I get. I've got. Um, I had a dislocated shoulder uh, from when I was younger that occasionally acts up, and I have uh, plantar fasciitis in my left foot. So when I need pain relief, CBD would never cut it for that. Yeah, I yeah. Create them and I, it's gone. Like I don't feel those two things. So pain relief is a big deal when it comes to kratom as well. <laughs> Did you ever try like CBD topically, like like that, or just? No, it's it? a little harder to get. Well, now it's not, but when I f- was trying CBD, it was difficult to get good topical. You got like a bunch of off-brand crap a lot of time that mm. really wasn't CBD. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd probably give it a shot now because I hear a lot of people saying that it does work, but at the same time, like I'm doing fine with creative ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially since I'm not seeing anything bad. I have my doctor checking my blood work to just make sure like nothing weird's coming up because I hear things like liver toxicity. Well, I have got nothing like that, and I've been doing it for nearly three years now, so I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that liver toxicity stuff. I think maybe if you uh, you know, are an alcoholic, it might add to it or something, but I really don't. Exactly. I don't think with the amount of kratom people take, it's. I don't think it's enough to. Uh, the The effects from a smaller amount are such that I don't think it. It uh, 
really hurts the liver that much. I mean, no. the liver, it, I don't think it necessarily damages the liver on its own, but if you're taking other drugs, it slows the metabolism of the other drugs, so mm -hmm. the effects will be stronger. That's why I've heard people say that, you know, if I drink while I'm taking Kratom, it's kind of like drinking at a high elevation. You only have a couple drinks and you feel drunker or something like that. So <laughs> there just isn't enough. I mean, you could tell, you could tell like a way to uh, safe of a story for Kratom and you could also do what the media at least in the US is doing which is some guy had it in his blood when he got shot so that's a Kratom related death. Yeah it's a Kratom related <laughs> death <laughs> well the one case that they is linked to Kratom in Canada right now Yeah. when you read the actual case they also had oxycodone in their system and uh, fentanyl in their system Yeah. and they suffered from CPOD along with uh, bronchi bronchial um, uh, uh, there was all kinds of yeah, lung yeah. problems going on with them at the time and yeah. I'm like, like Are you sure it was the Kratom? <laughs> yeah, really. <Are> sure. <laughs> so, and that's what I was reading. Like you said, you, you look at your your all the cases in the states, and they're talking about it, and they don't bring up the fact that the oxy was in there, and the like all these different drugs were in the system as well as kratom. So, it's, can you blame that? No, like I don't. Think no, of course that. not. It's it's you, you can tell there's an agenda with the FDA oh, because God, it, is there ever? it's like in a it's like the pharmaceutical companies revolving door. I mean, this is the kind of thing you notice if you pay attention to politics for more <laughs> than a couple of months. <laughs> it's yep. it's just like you know it's they're bought and sold. They've been bought and sold a long time ago. But are there mm -hmm. any uh, groups? Uh, uh, in government or otherwise that want to ban Kratom in Canada? I uh, haven't like seen like a loud voice for it, but okay. you do see a group. Like I, I shouldn't say see a group. Like you notice in BC, it's a big thing right now because that's where most of it's coming from. Uh, when you do purchase, there's not many around Ontario. You have to buy from out west uh, most of the time, and usually when something comes up the raids and all that stuff on kratom happen in bc and it's usually doctors that's what i'm finding interesting it's uh. nurses and doctors who have to treat patients that suffer from kratom poisoning and okay. it's only because the first time user probably got it and the way i look at it a lot of times it's the first time user who bought it from a head shop there's too many things going wrong right there in my opinion yeah. it's like don't buy your kratom from a head shop yeah. Don't do it. Like unless you know for a fact that the product that's on their shelf is a reputable company. Yeah, sure. some of them might be all right. Yeah, yeah. It's rare though. You walk into yeah. a head shop and it's a good. If if there's a picture of a avocado with eyes on it or something silly, don't buy it. <laughs> don't buy it. Like they're clearly trying to catch your eyes with something crazy, so you'll try it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Things like that always drive me nuts when uh, one person I knew bought it at a head shop in Toronto and they said it had all these psychedelic pictures like you're going to trip out and stuff. And I'm like, I've never even come close to tripping. Oh, uh, yeah, I you're mean, overselling it there. <laughs> yeah, you're so overselling. Like I've had, I, I can't say that it doesn't get you high. If you take enough of it, I do feel like this. It's a weird calming. Yeah. But like you could really take in everything like it i don't know how to explain it. like everything's vibrant he's like the world just seems better and yeah like, nothing like oh my god i saw a pink monkey on the corner yesterday that's amazing <laughs> Never. like i don't understand how that would happen on this yeah no no not at all <laughs> not at all so 
uh, marijuana is completely legal in Canada right now. Is it yep. nationwide recreational? Nationwide. That's the one thing I can yeah. say we probably got right in Canada is it's always nationwide when shit happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it always drives me nuts because I traveled to Texas uh, in 2017 and I wanted to bring Kratom with me, but it's considered Schedule 1 in parts of Texas. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm like, ah, I might want to leave that home. <laughs> and same with weed. It's not legal. So yeah, I yeah. Like, okay, I guess I'm not taking that with me or buying it while I'm there. But then I went to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. It's 100% legal. So it, it's like, okay, this is interesting that I can go to two different places in the United States and it's a completely different setting. Yeah. Whereas in Canada, you come to Canada, it's legal. Like, you don't have to worry about where you're going in Canada. It's just legal. It really so, it really should be legal everywhere here. Yeah, but it's, Get it federal. Come on. <laughs> you know, there's, no, there's so many roadblocks. <laughs> it's like... So it's strange to me, but at the same time, I get why they do it. There's that... I know it's like I get it and I don't get it. You know, you you want to be your own state. I get that. Yeah. But I think there should be some things adopted federally that you know it just makes sense. It just makes sense to just get it all on paper across the whole country and you're good to go. Yeah, really. Yeah. It, especially why, this. Why do they need such control? Because they had problems even with hemp. Now that hemp flower, now that hemp is grown for flower and not just rope and you know whatever and they have the cbd flowers there was a guy driving from uh i think washington state where it was grown to colorado to deliver or it might have even been idaho because hemp's legal there and he was stopped no he was stopped in idaho this truck driver with a truckload of cbd hemp for cbd no thc mm -hmm. in it and he was like jailed it because but which so their company suing has to sue the pol Idaho State Police because for interstate commerce, it's actually legal federally. Hemp right. is legal. So it's just all... And the police don't know the difference, so the police think they're yeah, doing their yeah. jobs. And, yeah, and, and yeah. That, that's, that's the... Uh, you're right about that. <laughs> I think that's what bothers me, too, is you can't really blame law enforcement either because this is their job. And if they don't know, well, they have to follow yeah. the, the most precautious side. Like... And even then, I, I say the precautious side. It's not very precautious. It's just what the law states. Yeah. Like, this is not legal, so we have to stop it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I feel bad. They don't know the difference. Man. Sight yeah. and smell, it looks the same. It's man. like, it's weed. <laughs> like, that's just what they can say. Well, it's weed, and it's not legal there, so we can't let you go through. It's like, oh, come on. Like, like that's the other thing that bothers me, too, is the people being incarcerated for things like that. It's like it's legal let's fix that let's get these people out they were put away for something stupid that's now legal like let's get that out of there absolutely yeah, absolutely our lieutenant governor is pretty progressive in the state of pennsylvania where i am and <laughs> he's kind of he wants to he wants a recreational bill passed and for all the people in prison to be released who yeah. are there for marijuana but is, if is there a do you think there's a difference in attitude about drugs in general in Canada versus the United States that caused marijuana to be legal there earlier than it is here? Yeah, I think we're a lot more lax. It's always been that way. Like, I even remember as a kid, if a kid, like, I say kid, like, in their 20s had a had a marijuana cigarette, a cop would see him and go, listen, put it away. Yeah. And that's the worst that would happen. Or if they even had, like, three or four joints, it was like, what are you doing? Like, go home. Don't be walking around with that. Whereas yeah, yeah. in the states, you heard more often it was someone getting like thrown in the back of the car for it. It's like really, yeah. <laughs> it's a few joints. Like chill. The whole thing was always very lax here. Yeah. 
so you know when it when they said it was legal it was like we kind of just went oh cool you know yeah. it wasn't like a big celebration it was like yeah we were already doing it so thanks for making it legal you know? <laughs> yeah make it, you just made it easier for us to to get at it now and then that's a good thing on top of that because it's now money going into the tax dollars that you know can fund everything because that's huge in canada i mean yeah i don't know how much you know about weed in canada but we can we can grow it like crazy up here so you can grow canada. some in your house or oh yeah we can have yeah. three plants in our house if we want so. yeah as long as you know started underground cartel <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly that's cool <laughs> It's like they just relaxed a lot. I mean, I have medicinal now here, and it was easy for me to get. It was a joke. Because so, some doctors are just like, okay, you have anxiety. I actually do have anxiety, but I was, wasn't diagnosed with it previously, and I did like a video consultation. I didn't have to leave my house, and then you just have to pay the doctor $200, and then you have to pay the state 50 bucks. So I got my little card. It looks just like my license, and I can go get it, which is good for me. And even in Pittsburgh, it's if you can possess up to an ounce illegally and only get a twenty-five dollar fine. So they're right. I'm lucky to be in a, like a metropolitan area where that's I'm, I don't have to worry about anything I do right. getting arrested for anymore. I mean, is there any kratom activism in Canada, or does it? I mean, it might not even be necessary yet. It sounds like. I if it exists, it's probably mostly in BC when I hear about it, uh, because yeah. there are places there that deal in it um yeah. so i'm sure the activation the act, activism will happen there more than anything here i don't really hear i'm like even in my small area in the niagara region here i'm probably the loudest voice and even that ain't it's not a lot but yeah. i'm i'm so pro kratom that when someone comes to me uh telling me how they're on like three different pills for their anxiety and like yeah, have you tried this like give it a shot tell me how you feel and you might want to consider coming off some of those because they can be pretty detrimental to your health in the long term. Yeah. So, and I've had a few people convert over, like they're taking Kratom and their doctors are happy with the results as well. So it's like when you can turn yeah. those people, you, you might be on the right track. So I, I try to bring it up. I'm also cautious. I can't say like outright that I'm just saying, yeah, take it. There's no side effects. Like I often tell people like, listen, I don't know. Each person's going to be different. You know, it's the usual yeah. rigmarole you go through. Is start with a teaspoon. Start yeah. with a little bit. See how you feel. Really watch what's happening to yourself because there's no studies on this. I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen, but I have a good idea. Yeah, yeah. At this point. So, and, and tell your doctor. Don't be like, oh, no, I don't take any weird drugs. Like, no, let him know you're taking this. Yeah. So he can also help you get through this. You know, because your blood work is going to be important. If he wants to see your blood work and something's off, well, maybe you have to look into something. Yeah. Like, I want people to be cautious. I want this, as an advocate for Kratom, I want it to be legalized. So the best thing you can do is to cooperate with your doctors and things like that because they're mm -hmm. going to be the ones who get the right information to the right people, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good message for people here, too, because I talk to people that some of them can talk to their doctors and some of them, they just look at the FDA, uh, you know, recommendation and say, no, don't do that anymore. <laughs> but, but, you know, so it depends on what relationship you have with your primary care provider, which mm -hmm. I wish everybody that uses Kratom would at least try to, say hey this is what i do i don't mm -hmm. have a pcp right now just because i was moving around <laughs> moved around the past couple of years and right. it's a little expensive down here <laughs> to to the doctor. Yeah, no, 
I really hope for you guys that some kind of healthcare comes into play. It it makes me yeah. mad sometimes to hear that you can't go in for something very simple. Yeah. We don't have the greatest healthcare system. Yeah. I will full on admit that. But I can walk in, get something done, and walk out. You know, it's that yeah. is convenience i think everyone should have it you're right as a human being like to be taken care of if something's wrong with you not walking in and then becoming debt filled for the rest of your life yeah because your arm broke or something oh yeah i i risked that for many years if, if my leg would have broken i would still be in debt and uh the the obamacare thing helped a little bit because i was able to get free catastrophic coverage but i still would have had to pay five thousand dollars for anything that happened so, that, but you know, anything over that, I was covered for free. By you know, you're in touch with the cram community here, there. Do you think uh, people, organizations, advocates could do anything differently in general to spread awareness about kratom or or keep kratom legal or legalize it, other than what we're doing? I th- I think the I think they're doing what they can. I. Can they do better? It's a tough one. I mean, I find so, so social media is still very infantile, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, we're still navigating how this is supposed to work and how we should use it properly. Yeah. So I think, uh, especially with the older generation yes. of the advocates, I'm finding that they're doing a pretty good job considering that they're even newer to this than most of us. So. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's hard to say what can they do because I, I I haven't found that Kratom's such a big, it's not a forefront talking point yet that yeah. I think we should be worried about it. I think the problem is if it did become a, a, a talking point, the wrong people are going to be the ones whose voices we're going to hear. And that's usually what happens a lot of the time. Because that's my fear. Like you're a perfect example of that. Is if you looked on right and go on your web browser and look up kratom right now, the first couple of sites that come up are DEA related, and they're anti kratom every time. Yeah, yeah. And that drives me nuts. And that's yeah. Only because it's the loudest and strongest voice because they have the most money. Like, <laughs> yeah, going to be at the top in the forefront. So, I think they're doing well. The information's there. I like a lot of the information I see on Twitter is there. They're not being around the bush. They're not like candy coating things. Like a lot of them, they even say when the bad happens, and I'm happy for that because then that lets you know that nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Nothing's perfect. Like yeah, yeah. You know, like pharmaceuticals, they're not perfect. We know that they're actually worse in most cases. So but no one talks about it that 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 drives me more nuts once again it's one of those things that the loudest highest paying voice is the one we're hearing and mm-hmm. i'm kind of glad it is where it is it's being dealt with i just think when things start to go sour we need more voices people do need to speak up like you said they have to be more forthcoming with their doctors saying i'm on this <clears throat> and i'm good you know, so the doctors can see healthy people on it because all they're seeing right now is people are coming and saying, oh, I'm having this reaction and it's the bad side. And then, of course, they're calling the cops on these organized these distributors. And I, I, yeah. I, I just think more people need to be vocal. They can't be afraid to tell people that they're on it because there's not. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any place where it's illegal 100 percent to be to have it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. So why why are you worried to talk about it? Like talk about it. So yeah, yeah. The beauty part of um, marijuana becoming legal is it opened up that gate for kratom. It's like 
you think like weed has more of an effect like psych like um you get high off weed like t- good thd content you're high like yeah you're, you're up there i can't do certain things <laughs> yeah like kratom done doesn't do that so yeah that should be like okay if you need that that calming effect of thc slash cbd you can get that with kratom without the high yeah yeah <laughs> you know, like, like exactly. that's what i saw i was like oh that's good like we're legal now so maybe they'll be a little more lenient on kratom when it comes to the floor to talk about making yeah. it like in the states like i said i've heard some places have it as a schedule one and it's like holy crap it's schedule one yeah 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 really make something like this a schedule one that's insane i mean well they just had marijuana as a schedule one yeah, so like, it's, what the heck? it's it's just insane it's there's no rhyme or reason to it other than it's actually helping people get off the prescription drugs because that cost money and just people need to talk about it more uh we need to have open conversations with everybody like you do right now like your podcast is great yeah. i was as soon as you contacted me i went through a bunch of your podcasts like this is what we need more of we need more conversations we need like i was saying talk to your doctors if you're gonna try it you know we need this like yeah this is how people need to be better and i think this is the product that can make people better because it, it helps me and i'm not even i don't have a lot of problems so I, when yeah. i see the people who do have problems and they take it and they feel it makes them better it's the right thing to do like let's let's fix this <laughs> thank you mike rumble from willand ontario canada the music is by risey the song is called memories of thailand the kratom science podcast was written and produced by me brian gallagher for more information on all things kratom See KratomScience.com. Take care.